this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin, and this is our 127th episode of Talk Direction. It's so weird because now that Kara's um, not on the episodes or like the Twitter and stuff, um, every time I go to tweet, I use like we or like, you know, plural, even though it's just me, singular person, <laughs> except when I have special guests on, obviously. Um, but I'm always like, is it weird if I say like, you know, this is my podcast? Like it feels weird to like start saying like, oh, mine or I rather than we, I don't know. It's strange. It's a weird transition. Um, anywho, uh, so what day is today? Today's Friday, which is a bit late for an episode to be coming out. Um, usually I try to get them out midweek, although we know scheduling is usually a mess anyway. <laughs> but, um, and uh, I had a big essay, a big paper due on Wednesday, so I'm a tad behind. Um, and then yesterday I spent the entire day trying to make a yellow curry. Um, like literally like was out shopping for groceries by like 11. I went to two different grocery stores and some of them were really far away and I got lost a lot of times. <laughs> um, but I eventually got all the ingredients and started cooking and it took me the entire day. So, um, and then, I mean, it was okay. It was just kind of bland. I need to figure out how to make it more flavorful. Um, but yeah. Oh, I was going to say now that my last paper is done, now I just have my dissertation, which is due in August. So it's like six months to do the dissertation, um, which I have to do like research for and whatnot. Um, and then I also study, have to study for the MCATs and do the podcast. But it's weird. I don't have any like more classes or like um, papers or exams or whatever. So that's weird. Um, what am I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, this week I've decided to sort of take a break from the song discussions, even though I've really loved that, just because it, it like I like putting a lot of time into those. Um, and in the past, when I haven't put the time into song discussions, I always feel like I don't do the songs justice and then come off sounding like I dislike the song. And then I go back and listen to the songs and I'm like, why, why was I so harsh? This was amazing. So that happens when I'm like rushed. So this week, um, I'm not doing a song discussion, but I'm going to be talking about whole bunch of random stuff that's been happening. I also feel like there's just so much news to catch up on. So it's kind of a good week for a break from song discussions. Um, just because the boys have actually been doing stuff and um, tours are starting back up and things are happening. So it's all very exciting. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, oh, <laughs> I made a joke. Um, <laughs> in the doc, I said, I'll be doing some good old fashioned fashion reviews. See what I did there. Um, I feel like Karen and I used to do those a lot where we would have pictures of the boys and what they're wearing and then we'd talk about them and like go through each piece of their outfit and decide whether or not we liked it. So good old fashioned fashion review. Um, so yeah, this is kind of a mishmash episode. So unfortunately, before I get into the episode, uh, 
I have some bad news about this episode. I had finished recording it. It's 10 p.m. at night. I recorded it and finished, and then I looked back at the recording, and huge chunks of the episode were missing, and I believe that was because I didn't have enough space on my computer, so instead of recording the whole thing, it like gets very splotchy and chunks of you talking gets cut out. Even though, I think this happened recently on Talk Direction Down Low, even though the sort of jaggedy up and down sound thing that shows that it's recording your voice continues to go. Um, It doesn't actually record anything. So I've lost over half the episode, um, but I'm going to keep in the parts that I already recorded, but I'm going to have to fill in the parts that didn't get recorded. Um, So be prepared for it kind of to sound a little splotchy. And if if I repeat myself, then you know why I'm repeating myself because this time around I'm forgetting exactly what I said last time and which parts I've said and not. I'm trying to, I I tried to figure out which parts I've talked about already um, and a lot of it (laughs) I have to re-record. But yeah, if I say things twice, um, it's because I'm re-recording right after doing it. And then also for some reason, right before it starts cutting out, it'll go to one headphone only. Um, So if you're listening in headphones and uh, it sounds like it's only coming out of one headphone, that's because of my program. Your headphones are not broken. It's my thing that's not working. So yeah, I'm really disappointed because I just spent a really long time working on this episode and it was a pretty long episode, over an hour, and that's just me talking by myself. Um, And then to lose uh, over half of it is really disappointing. Um, so a real bummer, but I'm going to re-record the bits that, um, didn't get recorded and hopefully this episode will still be good anyway. I mean, it is a mishmash episode, so I guess, uh, it's mishmash in many ways. (laughs) But let's start with our back to you segment. where uh, you guys write in to us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You tweet us at talkdirection, nope, talk underscore direction. Um, you message us on Instagram, which is just talkdirection, or on our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. And we respond to you guys. So this one comes from Angela, who says, Hello ladies, as an older Harry Styles slash 1D fan, I found it difficult to find content online that I can relate to. Anytime I see the word Larry or ship, I quickly unfollow slash delete. So with some trepidation, I subscribe to your podcast expecting the same thing. I'm not sure which episode I listened to first, but I quickly realized that this was exactly the kind of commentary I was looking for. Not afraid to call the boys out when something's not right or when you think some lyrics are sexist. I don't always love everything the boys put out, except Harry. He can do no wrong. (laughs) So it's refreshing. But my favorite thing is the happiness that you both feel when you love something and that's infectious. I have teenage boys and both are fans of Harry and I love pointing out things to them that they don't really see or understand, such as the rainbow flags at the shows and his constant support of his teenage fans. We missed out on tickets to his Melbourne show, Melbourne show, but got them for the Sydney show in April. So we'll be booking flights and accommodations soon and we can't wait. Imagine now that's so soon. I feel like I don't know when um, Angela wrote this email, but it was probably a while ago seeing as I'm so behind. But oh my gosh, it's almost April. So exciting. 
Um, just to finish off, <laughs> from my experience, once you're a fangirl, you will be for life. It never leaves you. Doesn't matter how old you are, it just takes on different forms. What were posters on my bedroom wall are now tasteful black and white images in nice frames. I tell my kids all the time that if the internet was around when I was young, I never would have gotten anything done as I would have been watching YouTube videos <laughs> of all my faves all day long. So I get their addictions to Snapchat and Instagram, even though they're watching sports <laughs> and not 1D vids. Keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Love it, Ange. Oh, this was such a nice email. I feel like this connects to so many things we've been talking about lately, like with the whole you saying you're an older 1D Harry Styles slash 1D fan, which is what Martha and Steph and I all talked about on um, the Talk Direction down low that we did when they came on for last episode. And that's on patreon.com slash Talk Direction if anyone's interested. It ended up being like a 45 minute episode of us like chatting about um, like feminism and fandom and what's it like to be a fan in their 30s. Um, and they had some really awesome insight. So, um, I feel like that just connects so much with what we're talking about. Um, and then, um, oh my gosh, like the whole poster is going into nice frames. Like that's what I tried to do with like getting those nice frames for Harry's, um, like pictures that came in his album. Like, because these are things that I literally, I want to put up in my house. I think they're really pretty and really cool. Um, so I'm glad I'm not the other only one. I've also seen some really beautiful Harry Potter posters like on Instagram. They come up as ads, but they're like beautifully painted posters. Um, I think those would look so cool. I mean, I don't have a house to put things on and I can't hang anything up in like my like 12 by 12 apartment at the moment. But, you know, when I go to med school and I get a dorm room, <laughs> that's when I can put them up and make it like tasteful. Um, but yeah, also what you said in the beginning was really really nice just you know the us being more like feminist and calling out the boys um because that is really an important part of this podcast um and I'm glad that you like that we do that and yeah it was just really nice some nice compliments so thank you Angela for writing in and if anyone else wants to write in feel free um to email us at gmail talkdirection at gmail.com or wherever else you can reach us uh, okay, so our main discussion today, which is pretty much all news, but it's like discussion news that like you can get into. I don't know how long this episode's going to be because something like this with if Kara was on, this would just like take forever for us to get through and it'd probably be like two hours because we just have so much to say. But we'll see how far I get and then I might save some of it for talk direction down low. Um, I'm not sure, but we will see. So I've titled this Gucci Models and Music Videos. Although I think more of it is probably about different random things. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah, this is going to be a rambly episode. Um, but yeah, um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is Harry being out in London looking like a babe lately. Um, obviously, now he must be preparing for tour a lot. Um, I know I saw some of his band members were out for lunch or getting together the other day so I'm sure they're all like I mean probably for the past couple of months they've been um, preparing for tour I talked a lot about this on talk direction down low in the last couple episodes I spent a long time talking about his tour and like 
what I want, what I think we're going to get from the, like, upcoming leg of tour and, like, everything I want to see on stage, like, the, the set design and the songs and what songs I think he'll do and yada, yada, yada. So that was on Talk down, Direction Down Low. But I really think he's been around practicing for that because it's going to be different than the last leg of the tour, hopefully, um, in new and exciting ways. Um, but yeah, he's been around London, which is very painful because I'm currently in London and, um, it just feels so weird knowing you're so close to him when like you could have chance walked into him, but you didn't. (laughs) It's like weirdly more painful than like if you're way farther away, like being close, it feels like you have the opportunity to like bump into someone, but you don't. So (laughs) this first picture that I have is that time he was seen walking around London pushing like a baby carriage and like saying hi to some woman that people thought was some actress but then the actress tweeted and was like I hate to upset everyone and stop living this fantasy but I wasn't you know with my son in Harry Styles which I thought was funny but um it kind of looks like Sarah the drummer a bit but I don't think it is I think we would have known if it was but um yeah, he just looks so cool. He's wearing some light wash blue jeans. I think they're Gucci jeans. He's wearing black vans and um, a black coat with a sort of sheep skin. I don't like saying sheep skin, like woolly sheep fur collar that he wore, I think, like back in 2013 or something, which is so funny to see like him pulling out his stuff from back then because you see the same photos obviously like regular people re-wear stuff I've been wearing the same outfits for years but it seems like often celebrities just like change up their outfits so much um, but then you're like he must have put this outfit together because he was going through his own closet he pulled out his coat that he has um so yeah and oh my gosh these jeans just look so good on him because usually he goes for like the super tight black skinny jeans but lately he's been wearing sort of looser fit jeans he's worn like pink loose flare pants um I think some brown sort of loose baggy pants and these ones now are a light wash blue which he never wears he barely wears blue jeans and now we have a light wash blue jean and oh my gosh he looks so good in it um I'm just really I'm just really a fan um I need to like take some um like style tips from Harry because he uh is really killing it in the style game and I can't wait to see how his like what he takes on tour with him if he's going to change it up and still do or or still do like the suits or if he has new pieces that he's going to be bringing to stage which we're going to see in like two days because today's Friday and he's performing on Sunday I think on the 11th so that'll be the first date of tour I hope I can watch it live I'm not sure if I'll I might be able to I I don't think I'm doing anything on Sunday night um but we will see but yeah he just looks like a total babe um and yeah at that point I was literally a mile and a half from him because I'd gone out to do my laundry so I was out and about in London and um oh no it wasn't this one it was when he was in front of the um music store when was that god let me music store harry styles because that what did he wear that day because i feel like i also liked that outfit that's when i was literally like (laughs) uh really close to him okay time past week let's see if something comes up um music store london 
No, it's not coming up. Um, no. Well, anyway, that's when I was close to him. And, um, yeah, and then he's also been pushing his, like, this baby that he must know around London. And it might just be, like, some rando that he met on the side of the street was just, like, saying hi to their baby. And now everyone's like, who are they? Um, but... Anywho, let's move on to Harry modeling for Gucci and carrying a chicken. This is my next story that I'm talking about. So Harry is now doing a campaign with Gucci, which is very exciting. Not so unexpected, seeing as Harry has been wearing Gucci for years now. Um, And all of his suits have been from Gucci. um, And he just, you know, he wears a lot of Gucci personally. There were those shots a couple years back where he was walking out of the Gucci store carrying like 15 bags and he looked like (laughs) I don't know he had like tons of people carrying his bags for him like could you imagine if you could just go into Gucci and like walk out with 15 bags like I just like what do you buy in Gucci that's oh it just is so expensive I can't get over it um I was saying on Twitter today too like how so many celebrities wear like these high name brands and like you know they're not even paying for them a lot of times like they're being paid to wear them and I'm like god who are they advertising to like other really rich people who can afford that it's just crazy anyway so let's take a look at this outfit so Harry was spotted um at a fish and chip store doing a Gucci ad um just this past week And it was in, like, a small town, I think, in, it's in England, um, like, a bit far away, farther away from London, though, it wasn't in London, and, um, it is for the Gucci fall looks, I believe, um, and in the picture, in the pictures we've gotten, Harry's wearing, like, a black suit with no shirt under it, but the suit seems to be buttoned up with a blue overcoat that kind of looks like a nightgown, not a nightgown, what are those called? Dressing gown. It's all checked, blue and gray checked dressing gown, but it's a coat. Um, And he's wearing pink socks, thick pink socks with yellow, um, like Oxford flats, which is the same outfit that um, like the model wore on the runway for this Gucci look. in some of the pictures he's holding a chicken don't really know why (laughs) um in other pictures he's eating fish and chips from the fish and chip shop shop where this was shot um and they also had local students from the local schools come be in the campaign as well and there's this really cute kid um redhead wearing a red checked shirt some black skinny jeans a white t-shirt and black sneakers and it's like he and Harry are just eating fish and chips together I think this is like they're not just photos I think this is also going to be a video for their campaign Um, oh also Harry's wearing this red necklace that has like red looks like wooden beads and then some metal um, like tiger or cougar shaped beads as well which is interesting i'm really into this necklace though that he's wearing because we saw him wear a whole bunch of chokers in his another man photo shoot but he didn't take that style um and start wearing them like on stage or whatever which is sad um but he is wearing this necklace so maybe we'll get to see him wear it with some styled looks obviously he wears necklaces like he has this cross necklace um i think he has the star of david as well 
uh, he has different necklaces, but this one's more of like a statement necklace rather than just sort of an everyday one. So I think it's really cool. And I love how it pops um, from the blue. Blue and orange are complementary colors, I believe. Um, are they blue, blue and orange? Complementary colors, I think they are. Um, yeah, so I think that also helps with the contrast there. <laughs> um, and he's just kind of looking moody eating fish and chips. He's got all his rings on. There's also a shot that Gucci posted on Instagram of him like petting this really cute dog. Um, so it seems to me like based on like the chicken and the local fish and chip shop and the local school kid and the dog um, and also Harry being British, it seems like they're almost doing sort of like a local like English countryside town thing. Like they're trying to recreate that sort of small town England countryside feel in their shoot. I don't know other locations that they've had or like what other types of things, but just from this shoot, there's a lot of thematic things coming in. Um, and like maybe they're trying to pick things that Harry grew up with um, or whatever. I don't know if they went back to like his hometown or just um, shooting on different locations that are reminiscent of his childhood and just sort of classic British countryside. Not that I really know what that is, but it seems like that, you know, there's a chicken and school kids and fish and chip shop. Um, but, oh my gosh, apparently, like, the ch the chip shop got, like, 20,000 pounds per day to let them shoot at their location, which is crazy. 20,000 pounds per day. Like, that is literally, it was, like, 20 to 30,000 pounds or something, which is crazy. And then people got, like, 70 pounds to like move their car out of the way or something. I just find that so funny that like the chip shop got like 20,000 pounds to use their store and then uh, cars got 70 pounds. It's just a big difference in money, <laughs> but I don't really know how that whole thing works. So yeah, um, there was quite the difference there, but still, geez, I wonder if the kids from the town got money. I may have said that already. I'm not sure. This is me re-recording, guys, if you couldn't tell over the switchover. Um, I'm sure the kids got paid a hefty amount as well. So what I was saying here was I kind of wondered if Harry designed the outfits or if it's just the outfits from, like, the fall look, but often, like, with collaborations, the artist or, like, the celebrity or whoever it is, is involved with the actual designing part of it. Um, so I want to know just how much Harry gotten involved. And like, when they show this ad, will we also get an interview from Harry or something like that, hearing about the process and getting to see sort of a behind the scenes, perhaps like perhaps part of the video will be behind the scenes, or we'll get a behind the scenes view of the collaboration. Um, and then sort of like what types of things will we see from him? I think sort of staple items from Harry are loud suits. So I'm, I'm thinking like patterned suits, um, floral, um, things like that, that sort of like go out of the box. Harry's been wearing a lot of Gucci pattern suits. So I could see that like he has a hand in designing them and perhaps they end up being the ones he wears on tour as well. So I'm sure we're going to see a new wardrobe on tour somehow. Um, then also I could see some like fun patterned shirts as well. Harry's always down for like, you know, a dad shirt that has some flower patterns. Um, God, that pink polka dot one that he wore at the iTunes festival is iconic. Honestly, so good. 
Um, and then um, boots as well, I think, are very, like, staple hairy items. He often wears boots with design, like, detail on them, whether that be, like, silver sparkles or gold or, you know, Captain America patterns. Um, he's wore, worn a lot of pattern boots as well, so I feel like those are all possibilities, but I hope we do... I hope he did have a part in collaborating with them. And it's not just him wearing the clothes that they designed. Um, but I'd love to know more about that. And this just sort of reminds me again of like the Another Man magazine shoot that Harry did, which was in 2016, um, which was sort of when he had a lull and he wasn't really doing much because his album didn't come out until 2017. And, you know, 2016 was a bit of a year off, but he had the Another Man magazine that came out in like August-ish um, and I feel like that was a good thing to keep him relevant, keep him in the public eye um, while, you know, he wasn't doing much. So having this Gucci campaign could be similar to that because while fans are obviously like he's touring, so we're going to see videos of him, we're going to see the footage, we're going to be very involved and see what he's, if he's tweeting any pictures or we'll be watching Periscopes and watching videos from other people and like seeing everything on Twitter, but the general public is not necessarily keeping up with him. So to keep him more relevant, something like a big Gucci magazine spread or like, you know, um, working together with such a big brand could bring him more into the public eye. Although Gucci's very like um, high class, <laughs> so I don't really know, but I'm, I just want more like cool magazine shoots. And if we get this interesting ad, um, or video ad or whatever, um, I'll be excited for it. We've seen Z Zane collaborate. What did he do? He did Prada or something. I don't know. Could have also been Gucci. I feel like he's done a couple different ones. Um, but I'm excited to see this and yeah, I just wish we, I hope we get a lot of photos and there's like a lot of variety because those Another Man magazine photos were just so beautiful and they've lasted us so long, like in terms of phone backgrounds and desktop screensavers um, and fun edits that I've done using them. They're just, they're just so beautiful. Um, so I hope we get something like that. And I feel like we need like another big Harry magazine release just in general, like an interview because he, ha he like doesn't do interviews a lot, but he picks ones that are meaningful to him. Um, so I feel like we're in need of something like that. It's like, I'm also like, oh, we need a new single release. Like what's, what's the next single he's going to do? Um, but we'll see, like when you start up tour again, I feel like he needs some other thing and I'm sure he'll surprise us with something. Maybe it'll be like a tour documentary, who knows? Or like a movie, could you imagine? Like a movie, like the One Direction movie movie. Um, I feel like we are ready for something like that. Um, I'm sure they have things up their sleeves besides just tour, so I'm looking forward to it. Let me know if you guys have any predictions for that type of thing. Like, what else does Harry have up his sleeve that he's just gonna drop on us? Let me know. Tweet me at talk underscore direction because I am excited to hear your opinions. Um, also, <laughs> this I thought was funny because this whole photo shoot was sort of going on the day of <laughs> the Oscars, um, and... I was sitting there like waiting and trying to like calculate based on like time zones and how long it takes to fly um, to the US from England to LA from England. Um, and I was like, oh my God, what time does he have to leave England in order to make it to the Oscars on time? 
um, because obviously Dunkirk was nominated. We were all hoping he was going to show up. Um, and I was like, okay, he still has time. He still has time to get there. Um, but he didn't end up going to the Oscars. None of the cast did, which was really disappointing. Christopher Nolan was there. Um, and I think some of the other people nominated for like sound editing and whatnot were there, but none of the cast went. So Finn wasn't there. Um, Tom Hardy, I don't think was there. Killian Murphy, I don't think was there. Harry wasn't there. I really don't know why none of the cast were there. Uh, maybe they just weren't invited because it was such a big cast, but usually when your movie's, like, nominated for Best Picture, the cast does get invited, I would think. I don't know if it's just because they're, like, a lot of the actors, not a lot of people know. I was, I messaged Kara and said, like, maybe Harry did get an invite because he obviously has Poe, um, but he decided to turn it down because not everyone else in the cast got an invite, so he, he was sort of, like, sticking with the team. I don't know um, if that makes any sense, <laughs> but um, also if you get invited to the Oscars, like, screw the team, g go, you know, it's very exciting. Um, but yeah, he didn't end up going. Um, so we missed out on a red carpet look and probably a lot of, like, photos of him with other people and exciting stuff. Um, Dunkirk didn't win Best Picture, but it did win Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. And in our polls that I did before, um, before, uh, the Oscars, a lot of people thought, um, Best Sound Editing would win. I didn't, I wasn't able to fit all the categories, but, um, and it did. And I, I definitely agree. The sound on that film was just so amazing. And the way the film was edited was really amazing. Um, so it definitely deserved those ones. I didn't see all, I didn't really see a lot of the movies that were nominated, so I can't really speak to the other ones, and I'm sure they were really good. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Dunkirk won these ones. They definitely deserved them. Um, so, but really sad that no one, none of the cast showed up. Could have been a fun cast reunion, so boo on them. Um, all right, moving on to another Harry, uh, story. Or not so much a story, but a, I guess a news story. Um, so this one is about King Princess and Harry's endorsement of her music. So Harry followed King Princess on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you follow any updates accounts, update accounts, you probably got notified that Harry followed her on both of these because people are constantly watching what Harry does. And I got these notifications. And of course I checked out who she was and I realized that she was an artist and I looked up her song and listened to it and quite liked it. Um, and then a couple days later, he tweeted out the lyrics, I love it when we play 1950, which when I read that tweet, I immediately knew it was from her song because I'd already listened to the song. <laughs> um, but it was so annoying because I was reading some articles after that about this and it was like, oh, Harry tweeted the lyrics, I love it when we play 1950 and immediately fans were like detectives trying to figure out what were these lyrics from and then they found out and I'm like um okay actually I had listened to the song multiple days previous because I knew he had followed her so then I listened to her music so I already knew what the song lyrics were from I feel like they like didn't um while they were saying we were detectives they didn't really like fully appreciate how we had already known about this song a couple days earlier um, well, I don't know if everyone did, but I had known about it before because he had followed her and I looked up who she was and listened to her, the one song that she had out. Um, 
So, news sites, please get it straight that uh, we already knew what he was tweeting. Um, but yeah, so she has a song called 1950. Um, apparently this, I was taking this from different articles that I read. She's a music prodigy, um, from Brooklyn who turned down her first record deal at the tender age of 11. Um, she's a singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, pretty much. Um, she looks pretty young. Like, I don't know how old she is, maybe 20, um, maybe younger, maybe older. Um, but yeah, I listened to her song and I really liked it. Um, I'm going to play a bit of it now. Um, and I wanted to read also what she had said about the song and what like the people who interviewed her about the song is, which is 1950 is a tender song that explores the experience of unrequited love through the lens of queerness, where King Princess sings and plays every instrument on the track. Its strength lies in the way that it delicately articulates that beautiful spark of young attraction. It innocently clings on to the hope that the other person may reciprocate the adoration and sees King Princess shyly ask the object of her affection, did you mean it when you said I was pretty? And then from her own words, she said about the song, queer love was only able to exist privately for a long time, expressed in society through coded art forms. I wrote this song as a story of unrequited love in my own life, doing my best to acknowledge and pay homage, 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 not sure how to say that word, <laughs> to that part of history. Um, so this is really cool. So she's a queer artist and she is trying to acknowledge that and convey that into her songs and she wants it to be loud and known, which is really amazing. Um, and I feel like this is just another example of Harry supporting the queer community. Obviously, we've seen it on tour. Um, he's also had Muna as a, a guest for them for like opening and it's not like, I mean, you know, they're amazing artists no matter what. Um, but it, it is amazing to see like representation on tour with Harry. I think that's really empowering to a lot of Harry's fans. So it's cool to see that he is supporting someone who's so openly queer and singing about queer things in um, their music. Um, personally, I really like the song. I think it's super catchy and the lyrics are really good. Um, my favorite lyrics from the song are, I hate it when dudes try to chase me. And then, so tell me why my gods look like you and tell me why it's wrong. Um, I feel like I wanna do like a whole song analysis on this song. Um, I really want her to do like a um, genius.com video, like artists now are doing like word by word what their songs mean. Troy Sivan's done it, like I've seen his, I've seen a couple of other artists. So I'd love for her to do one um, for her own song because I feel like she has a lot to say about it, which would just make the song have even more meaning to me. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really good song. She also has a SoundCloud. Um, if you just look up King Princess on SoundCloud where she has two other songs called one called Send Picks and one called Sunburn and I downloaded both of them to mp3 because I don't think you can purchase them at the moment just she has her one single out um, but if you want the mp3s to put on your iTunes or whatever hit me up and uh, I can send you the mp3s just either tweet me or like message me on probably my personal Twitter because I check that more just at Caitlin IR Foster 
um, or just email us at talkdirection at gmail.com and I can send you um, the mp3s of those songs. You can have them because they're also both really good. Um, So yeah, but I was kind of wondering like what it means that Harry is talking about her music um, and like tweeting about it and following her. And I think it could mean there's a collaboration either in the works or in the future. Um, Like I could see him potentially featuring on her upcoming EP that's coming out soon, I think. Um, Or like she could be a feature on one of his future songs, although I think his music is farther away than hers. And I have no idea if Harry collaborated with her on any of her songs, but it definitely would be an amazing way to draw attention to her music. Uh, I also think it could be someone who potentially opens for Harry in the future. I don't know if he would add an opener for, you know, one part of his tour, um, because often, like, artists will have two openers, um, but that's a possibility, or a future tour that he has, maybe for his next album, um, but I think she could be really cool, and... Um, I already like her first song, definitely highly recommend it, and I like the other two that she's done. Um, so I'm excited for her EP and to see what else she's going to do and see if there's any feature by Harry or songwriting collaboration with him or if they'll work together in the future in whatever capacity. I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I also wanted to point out, I saw this in one of the articles, um, one was talking about like the connection that Harry and her have through like labels and like the business side of things. Um, Mark Ronson, uh, who is a like big time producer, he's worked with like so many different people. Um, and he's um, like Lady Gaga, um, uh, Bruno Mars. Um, who else has he worked with? Pretty much like freaking everyone. <laughs> um, and he's very successful. Um, but he has a new label under like Columbia Records. So like Harry has a label under Columbia Records. He has a label called Zelig, Re- Zelig Records under Columbia. Now I don't really know how all that works. I'm just trying to like say things and like hopefully people understand it slash I don't have to explain because I don't really get it <laughs> at all. Um, again, if you understand how labels and record companies, it feels like there's like huge categories like Sony, Columbia, like individual labels, and they all sort of sit under like a family tree and I don't know how they all connect. But, um, so she assigned to Mark Ronson's label, Zelig Records, which is under the umbrella of Columbia. Harry is also under the umbrella of Columbia. So they're both under Columbia and it could also be promotion that, you know, he follows her, tweets her lyrics, and that's helping it, helping the Columbia label in general because it gets Harry Styles fans to go check out her music. Um, and that's sort of the business side of it where like maybe it's not so like, oh, la-di-da, more like it's a planned business move and he's endorsing her and like whatever. <laughs> um, but I don't think anyway, I, I mean, I'm sure there's the business side of things. <laughs> um, but I also think like he's endorsing the music because he likes it and he likes the lyrics. So um, there's that side of it as well. Um, so we're not just going to put all of our, um, we're not going to just believe that it's all a, a ruse and it's all business, you know. I'm sure he likes her music and wants to support her. Um, but yeah, because they're both under the same label, like, there's more potential for her to go on tour with him. Because often labels try to support their own artists to get them, like, the up-and-coming artists to become, um, like, bigger. So, 
yeah, maybe she will open for him one day. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. I love hearing like what Harry's listening to and like, it makes me excited to see like who he's supporting and who he's helping. Cause like once you become like a famous artist, you can really get a lot of people's attention on other artists that you're listening to. Um, so yeah, go check out our music. And if you want those MP3s, let me know. Um, okay. Moving on to Niles on the loose video. Um, let me pull it up. Cause this is what I did last time. This is me redoing this part by the way. And I wanted to look at the, um, music video as I talked about it because I've only actually watched it once. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, anywho, I really liked his music video. I thought it was really nice. And, um, let me just describe it a bit. It's sort of like this desert themed, like almost California, LA, Las Vegas. Um, it reminds me of Little Mix's um, music video, shout out to my ex, where they're all like sort of walking around the desert. And so that's what Niall's doing. He gets out of a car. He like takes a little walk around and looks at the desert. He's wearing this like khaki colored um, uh, like button down with a white shirt and he's got his sunglasses and he looks all tan and he's very brunette. It's so weird. He really is brunette, brunette now. Um, and then there's this other girl who's like twirling around <laughs> in the desert, um, wearing a white dress and a really pretty, um, blue jacket with jean jacket, uh, with flowers on the backs of it. Um, and like it's shot so it's like intermixed between shots of Nile and shots of this girl. Um, and a lot of times they're like overlaying them so that it almost as if like the, the, like it's not very opaque. So it's kind of, I don't know, her shots often overlay Nile, who's a more solid opaqueness. <laughs> um, so it's almost as if like he's thinking about these times that they had, it seems like to reflect, you know, the song lyrics where he's like thinking about all the times where um like he spent with her and then there's also shots of her like dancing with other guys and she seems very carefree and the lighting is very pretty but you can see Niall looking on sort of jealously or like he already he he knew he was hurt twice um and like I love um when he's like I fell for it twice the look he gives the camera I think that's really funny. Um, it's such a beautiful sunset when this was filmed. Um, and like the out, the silhouette of Niall's head against the sunset is so pretty. Um, and yeah, that's just like the whole music video is kind of just the two of them in a car and then on the, at a party and then in the desert. And it's all these intermingling shots of them. And then the music video ends where like the flames of a fire, you know, little sparks of like ash and embers fly up and then die the higher they get up. Um, that's how the music video ends. And I think it's super reminiscent of um, his album Flickr, just the title, the themes of the album. Um, obviously this song is on the loose, but there's so many themes of light and fire and flame on his album, like Fire Away, Flickr. Um, I feel like there's just, I feel like I'm missing a lot, <laughs> but um just I feel like these embers going up connect back to the album and tie back to the album as a whole and it almost seems like On the Loose might be like a prelude to some of those other songs or somehow fit in the story that is Niall's album um, and I think it's significant that it ends on those um, flames going up 
Um, and I also know that Niall said he, this, this was sort of his vision come to life for the song, which I think is really cool because we don't always get to hear how much artists like have a hand in the stuff they're working on. Um, and to hear Niall like thank the people who made this music video for making his sort of vision come to life. It's interesting because it makes you realize what he was thinking about maybe writing this or once the song was done or how he pictured it in his mind, how he imagined it. Because like when you hear a song, everyone has a different image in their mind and maybe they can be similar, but this was Niall's and it's great to see like how his mind works. It's, it's like what Louis said recently um, about him having a hand in every single thing he does. Um, like, I think it was in terms of someone asked about, like, it was for, like, the stage setup and, like, set design for the stage, and he was saying, like, yeah, he has a hand in everything because it makes him feel comfortable. Like, when he goes on stage, he knows that he was a part of every little thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that already. <laughs> I think I said it at this point last time I was recording. Um, so hopefully I didn't say that twice. But um, so it's just it's cool to see like sort of that background. And it makes me think like was Kiwi Harry's vision like the music video? What was his vision? I don't think it, the music video was his vision as he was writing the song. But like when did he decide that this is what he wanted it to look like? How much was his? his ideas and how much was it like a team of like artistic directors and creators same with like sign of the times how did that fit in with his vision of the song and like what different aspects did he want and he said this is what I need for my song to make it like feel true to the vision that I saw writing it or that I feel like it should look like um so yeah I think it's really unique that we get this sort of um music video that comes from Niall and it comes from what he pictured and what he wanted um, and I think it turned out really lovely. I mean, it's nothing like crazy different than video videos I've seen, but um, it's a nice video. It's also one of the first music videos that we've seen a love interest in for any of the guys really, besides Zane's who's had love interests in his music videos. But when One Direction was um, a band, they never really had, besides like, like What Makes You Beautiful and, um, blanking out on the name of the song like one or two in the very beginning they never had love interests in the songs um but I think for this one it definitely like felt like it needed one because it is about this girl who's on the loose <laughs> um and then I wonder if Harry will ever have love interests in his music videos I mean Louie had BB Rexa but she was also featured on the song and that was sort of sort of like not necessarily I guess it was supposed to be their tumultuous relationship together, but it didn't have to be interpreted that way. So it's never, it's, they've never really had that. So it was interesting to see this. Um, and it wasn't, it was just an actress. We didn't know. It wasn't like he pulled someone into the music video. Like Zayn had um, Gigi Hadid, his girlfriend, um, in, I never know if I'm saying her name right. <laughs> um, Hadid, Hadid. Uh, I have to learn it. It's like one of those things where you like memorize the saying, I mean, memorize the pronunciation, but then you don't know if like that was the wrong pronunciation or the right one. Or like there's two that you're like, okay, this is it. And then you're like, wait, which one was it? Um, but yeah, so anyways, I think they both looked really good. Like I like the styling. I like the outfits. The lighting was super pretty. Niall just looked really cool and all the silhouettes looked really nice. So I think it's a solid music video. 
Um, and I think On the Loose in general will be a really good single. I think it's very radio ready. Um, Slow Hands did really well, and I, it kind of reminds me of Slow Hands. If we're going to take two songs on Niall's album that sound most alike, I would say Slow Hands and On the Loose. Um, not, I mean, other songs in the album sound very much alike, but I mean, to go with Slow Hands, On the Loose would probably be the closest one. Um, and that one did really well on radio, and the general public seem to really like it. So hopefully On the Loose will have that same potential to do well on radio and to sort of grasp other people's attention besides people who are already fans of Niall's music. Um, and because I feel like All Too Well maybe didn't do as well on radio because it's more slow and somber. Um, but this one I think could do really well. So I'm excited to see how it does. And I hope he promotes it a bit because I think sometimes those sort of live TV promotions or radio promotions are sometimes the best way to get your song picked up by people who are not already fans. Um, but I'm sure he's like preparing for tour. So I'm not sure how many promotion type things he's going to be doing. But anywho, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it does. Um, the next story I wanted to talk about was Zane writing a poetry book. Now, he's been posting a ton of poems, zoems, on his Instagram. If you haven't checked them out, definitely do, because the majority of the posts he posts these days are poems, um, and they're always overlaid over, like, some artsy picture with, like, different layers and different patterns, different photographs of him, him as a child different things going on and then the poem as well um, and someone commented on one of his Instagram pictures asking if they could make a book of all his poems I'm sure not like a professional book but like you know somehow put the poems into a book for themselves and Zane responded to them and said why don't like I do you one better and I make a book of my poems for you and for me this doesn't seem like a random thing this seems like you know Zane's writing a poetry book to me um, seems like he might be publishing a book, which is really exciting. I mean, I'm excited for that. Um, the only thing that confuses me is that, like, we knew he tweeted a couple months ago that, like, his second album was coming. We got, um, Dusk Till Dawn, um, and then it seemed like he was gearing up for, you know, you know, an album release coming pretty soon. But if he is writing a poetry book or he's written a poetry book, I wonder how that fits in with him writing an album and if he's been doing both at the same time. Perhaps he doesn't even have a poetry book and it's something he's thinking about doing in the future. And like these poems are just like, you know, seeing how people feel about his poetry. <laughs> um, but it also could be him like dropping hints and being like, these are the poems that didn't make the book or, you know, these are some of the poems in the book. Um, I think it would be interesting if we could find some, like, lyrics on his next album that were also poems, because writing music is obviously very similar to writing poetry. It's poetry with music attached to it. Um, so I feel like it would be cool if we could see where he gets some of his inspiration from. Um, but I would be down to read a Zayam, <laughs> Zayam, <laughs> I was trying to say Zane in poem, and I said Zayam. Um, a Zane poetry book, but I do still want an album, so I don't want, like, the poetry book to hinder when the album is released. I guess it would be good promo for the, for the poetry book if you release it with the album, because you've got the public's attention, and I think people are more likely to buy albums than a poetry book. Um, but, you know, if he releases them around the same time, he could promote both of them. 
Um, but I hope I hope we get Zayn music sometime soon, or at least a new single. And but I I would like an out. I would like a poetry book as well. Um, I think that would be cool. Um, you get some insight into you know what he's been writing about. Um, but I, yeah, I don't want it to hinder when his album comes out. Um, okay, the next story is Liam. Now, this is a look that he had. He, this was when he was walking around some like bus station or train station or airport or something. And I can't tell if it's outside or not, but that would make the difference between him wearing sunglasses indoors and him wearing sunglasses outdoors. Um, but let me describe this outfit to you. He's wearing some black tracky pants that have white writing up the, up the legs, gray sneakers, um, a black t-shirt with his like chain necklaces, these black sunglasses, which are fine sunglasses, but with the whole look, they look kind of like try hard. Um, and then the two biggest like eye stealers of this outfit are firstly this blue hoodie he's wearing that has like white writing on the shoulders. He's got the hood up and the best part about the hoodie is that they're cut off sleeves. Um, so it's a zip up hoodie with cut off sleeves and you can see the black t-shirt he's wearing sticking out from the cut off sleeves of the hoodie. And then around his waist he has this huge oversized Gucci fanny pack. Um, and like, I love a good fanny pack, but this one is like oversized and says Gucci and it's a cream color. Um, and this outfit, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like obviously Liam should wear whatever he wants. Um, but to me, this sort of feels like he's got so many things going on at once. Like, it's just like, you know, he's got the hoodie and the fanny pack and the writing on the leg and the writing on the shoulders and his sunglasses and the chains. It's just like a lot of things are happening. Um, and it's almost like he needs to cut back a little. Um, it reminds me of on like Project Runway or like Project Runway All-Stars, which is happening currently. And there's an episode that I haven't watched yet. So I'm very excited to watch that. If you guys don't watch Project Runway or Project Runway All-Stars, definitely do. It's my favorite time of the week. Um, but a lot of times the judges will say to someone, like you have too many ideas going on on like this dress there. You should either have picked like, you can't have like ruffles and a peplum and a mermaid bottom to the dress. Like you need to pick one or the other. You can't have too many ideas at once because like then it loses focus and it almost looks so busy. So I feel like that is how I feel about Liam's. Like he's got the Gucci and he's got the writing on this and he's got this and that. And there's just like a lot of things going on. So like, I feel like if he had edited it down, like take off the blue hoodie, um, put the Gucci, bag like wear across his chest as I've seen people do kind of like an over over the chest bag rather than around the waist because it's just so big so it looks really heavy and like you just know as he's walking it like hits his thighs and like bobbles up and down <laughs> but if you'd had it like across his chest it might like work better and get rid of the blue hoodie um so that there's less stuff going on um I feel like that could have worked better um, I'm not really sure, but I, I asked you guys on Twitter what you guys thought of this look and I wanted to read some of your responses. So let me pull it up again. Of course, when I read, when I did this the first time, I had them all ready to go, but not this time. So let me scroll to it. Okay. Let us see. So Kesha said, he certainly looks very comfortable. The sleeveless hoodie though. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Johanna said, it, I might not mind it if I associated him with that style, but it almost feels like too much effort for what I'm used to for him. I agree. 
Sarah says, yikes. <laughs> um, Martha said, I obviously missed this on vacation. WTF. <laughs> um, Clara said, it's kind of great for some reason. Uh, Kata uh, says, I mean, he's rocking it and obviously really comfortable. However, not my favorite style on him, but who am I to judge? His fanny pack is worth more than my existence. <laughs> I definitely agree. Mine too. Um, Alyssa said, I love Liam, but he looks like a rapper wannabe. No hate. I obviously love him. And Angela said, horrendous. <laughs> so it seems like people are generally not a huge fan of this look. And a lot of people said like, like what I was saying was that it's just like a law or doesn't seem like Liam's style. Um, but it's interesting to see him kind of going and branching out and trying stuff. I feel like it's one of those things where like you go to the extremes like, cause you know, he didn't really try a lot of fashion stuff. And it's almost like he has to go to the extreme of it and like push all the boundaries and then he can come back and like find himself somewhere in the middle. Um, like, I don't know, Harry hasn't really done, he, he has gone to the extremes, but the extremes seem to work for Harry. And like his extremes are different than Liam's extremes. Like the floral suits are pretty out there, but I think they really work. Like, and some people might disagree, like, a lot of, I think a lot of people don't love the flared leg look on Harry, but I actually really, really like that. Um, but yeah, it feels like, like, Liam needs to, like, find where he sits in this sort of look going on. Um, okay, moving on to Louie. We're hitting every boy today, which is just exciting, because usually when I do episodes like this, we, like, focus on two or three of them, but we've hit every single boy, which is exciting. Louis has been tweeting lyrics and hints to his album. I mean, we've known his album is coming. And, like, last year he was talking about wanting to have his album out at the end of last year. And then more recently he said sort of the first quarter of this year. Um, and, like... He's been talking about it coming out soon, but he's also been saying, you know, recently he tweeted, um, like, just had a great studio day with, like, really great people, and it makes me think that, like, maybe the more he works on the album, the more he's realizing he's not actually done with it, um, which, like, is good and bad. It's only bad because, like, obviously I want his album out as soon as possible so I can listen to it because I'm really excited for it, and, you know, it's been a couple months since we've had a an album. Now I feel like because there's five of them, I'm like, I need an album like every couple of months, <laughs> which is not the, how it was with One Direction um, when we just got one album a year, which still was really great. Um, but yeah, it almost like reminds me of how Niall thought he was done with his album. Like he felt like he'd written all the songs he was going to write and he feel felt like, you know, he can move on to sort of the next process the next step in the process but then he started writing with new people and getting like really good ideas and like his juices flowing again and then it was like he had so many more songs that he could choose from and that he loved so that maybe it wasn't so done and I feel like maybe that happened with Louis where he felt like you know the album was coming to a close but then he just started wor with working with new people and there was more and more stuff he had like the opportunity to do and he got more ideas and it wasn't as done as he thought it would be 
Um, but obviously, like, I want him to work on the album, like, <laughs> until he's happy with it, until, like, he feels like it's ready to, like, come to us, because that's how you're gonna just, like, get the best album, and I know he's gonna have an amazing album, just, like, from what we've seen so far, so that's why I'm, like, so desperate for it, because I, I know it's gonna be great, and, like, I know I'm gonna love it, but, um, obviously he needs to, like, make it to be what he wants, and, like, perhaps the people he was working with in the studio weren't writers, maybe they were producers, or um, people like working on the recording parts or the musical instruments or whatever. It could be so many different things. So um, we don't really know what stage he's at in the album, but I hope that it's coming at some point, like in the first half of the year at least, rather than the second. I mean, he said it would, but I don't necessarily trust him because, um, you know, we've heard things in the past. So I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but I, you know, I'm excited for it. And like, perhaps we'll get a single soon because it's been a while since he released a single or a song. Um, but I feel like um, I also don't necessarily want new songs from him because when we get his album, I want it to be like a big package that we're receiving that has a ton of different songs on it that like feels like a big present all at once rather than you know you get an album and you've already heard five out of the ten songs and it's like okay well I'm only really getting five new songs as opposed to like getting you know 12 new songs that you've never heard and it feels like such a big event um, that's why like Niall's album release wasn't that exciting because it was like oh I've heard all these before um, it wasn't like such a big event that I was like looking forward to obviously I was looking forward to it but it not in the same way as like if I'd never heard any of the songs before so I don't want Louis to release too many songs where I know the whole I know a huge percent of the album before it comes out um so I I like want another single I think an, one more single would be fine before the album gets released but I don't want like two or three more songs so like if he released the album in the fall then we might get songs we might get a couple different songs over the course of the year we've already had a couple songs so then if we get like six songs before the album comes out it's like it doesn't feel as exciting as if you know we got a huge chunk of songs all at once maybe people feel differently and like it's spread out like that but um I I mean I spread an album out over the course of a couple days I don't listen to it all at once because I like spreading it out but I don't want to I still want an album release to feel like a really exciting event and not just like oh we've we get like five new songs but I think Louis also said that he's going to be he tweeted recently about putting out um, a bigger album. Um, I talked about this on TDDL. I've, I don't know how much of what I've said has gotten cut out in terms of me talking about Talk Direction down low, um, but over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Direction, I've talked about, um, like, Louis' album a lot in detail and Liam's album in detail a lot and, like, what I can expect from them and when I think they're coming. Um, and also I talked about Harry, I, I don't know if I said this part, but I talked about Harry's tour and his set design and like things I want to see from a, from his upcoming tour in terms of like the clothing he wears and what the stage looks like and what songs he's going to choose to do, what covers, if he's adding new songs on from like new singles that he might have stored in his back pocket or songs that didn't make the album. I talked about all of that on Talk Direction down low. So if you want to listen to that, go to patreon.com slash Talk Direction. Um, but what was I saying about Louis? Um, I feel like he, he has said that he's 
going to be putting out a bigger album so that people get their, their money's worth. So like I'm imagining more like 15, 16 songs from Louis. So even if he does release, you know, like four songs beforehand, that still leaves a chunk more songs than Harry even has on his album. Um, I'm glad Louis is going for like the bigger sized album, just like One Direction used to do because I don't know. I just, I don't think it's necessarily a quality quantity type thing. I think you can have quality songs in quantity. Ed Sheeran releases huge albums. I know not everyone's a fan of Ed Sheeran, but I'm a huge fan of Ed Sheeran. Um, and he typically has large albums. So um, I feel like it gives more of a chance for you to like different songs because I feel like people have different tastes and um, you put out bigger albums and they'll be different songs to choose from and you just work hard on every song so that they're all good <laughs> um but yeah I feel like I'm excited for a big album from Louis especially given the lyrics he's been tweeting um just because I think there was going to be so freaking much to dig into in this album in terms of like lyrics and storytelling and you know reflecting on his own life um recently uh he tweeted the lyrics took some time because I've ran out of energy of playing someone I've heard I'm supposed to be. So again, that's took some time because I've ran out of energy of playing someone I've heard I'm supposed to be. Um, and I feel like this fits so much into what he's been talking about. Um, I mean, what he's what his themes are so far on his album, which have a lot of been very personal. First of all, it's clear that he's writing them. He's writing from his own experiences. Um, we've seen that with um, Miss You. Um, we've seen that with um, Just Like You. Um, not that we've gotten Miss You, have we? No, we've seen we've heard lyrics from it. Um, We've seen it from Just Like You. Back to You, he said it it wasn't from his personal life. Um, but, I mean, Just Hold On, like, a lot of the things he's written are, like, coming directly from experiences he's had, which I think is really awesome and cool that he's sharing that with us and being so open about it. Um, and I feel like it's just going to make his music really strong because the lyrics are going to, when they resonate with the person and are true to them, then it makes it true to like the person listening and you can connect more easily, I think, um, when they're coming from personal experiences, even if you can't directly relate to a certain situation, I feel like you can relate emotionally. Um, and I just love the honesty we've seen so far in, in Louis' lyrics. Um, and this line here took some time because I've ran out of energy of playing someone I've heard I'm supposed to be totally resonates with the whole like him talking about fame and it reminds me of just like you where he, you know he talks about sort of not wanting to be seen as a celebrity and he's just like us and he is just a normal lad but people like make him out to be this person that he doesn't want to be and in this lyric he's saying you know, I don't have the energy to pretend I'm someone I'm not, you know, and he doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, and I feel like it is leading up to sort of a theme for his entire album, which he's definitely said has sort of when he, previously that it's going to be about him, like the end of One Direction into sort of this hiatus and then into his sort of starting solo career. Um, and there'll be that like timeline. Who knows if it'll be actually in order or um or not but I mean we can definitely piece it together 
Um, and it's interesting because I feel like Niall and Harry's albums sort of reflect each other in terms of the themes. Harry's themes definitely seem a lot about relationships um, and uh, a lot about miscommunication. I feel like that ties in a lot of different parts of the album. And then Niall's, you have more like not miscommunication like Harry's, but actual communication, but not necessarily from the other person, but he's trying to be really emotionally open and make things happen, but it's almost like a dying relationship despite trying to like keep it together. Um, and I feel like it's very, that really sums up the theme of Niall's album. But then Louis almost seems quite different where it's sort of a self journey about, you know, trying to live a normal life and show that you're just normal and dealing with you know everyday things um and i'm excited to see that and how it plays across in all the different songs on his album and how it comes together um so louis keep working hard and we are excited for your album um louis also tweeted um something <laughs> to his sisters today that i wanted to read because i thought it was really cute um, let me just pull it up. Uh, he, t he said, saws for the embarrassing brother tweet, but I am so unbelievably proud of all my siblings. You are all so strong. Together we can get through anything. Love you all so much. This reminded me so much of my brother. I feel like Louis definitely gives off that big brother vibe of just like trying to be protective and supportive and love all of his si siblings, which my brother definitely like acts as, acts like as well, or not just acts like, but is. Um, so I thought this was really cute because um, he has so many different siblings and it's so nice to see. I feel like their family's so close and I feel like that's what we always say about Louis is he sort of seems like a big brother to like fans in general or he feels like a family member um, that like just has our backs and is supportive and um, I thought this tweet was really nice and I hope... Um, it wasn't like provoked by anything specific and I hope they're all okay. But um, yeah, I just thought that was a really nice, sweet tweet and it connects to him just sort of, you know, relating back to, he's just a normal dude. He, he's a brother, he's an older brother. He loves his siblings, he supports his siblings. Um, I always love seeing um, celebrities who are siblings because I just feel like relationships of siblings are so similar to like your own relationship. I mean, we're all siblings, not, I mean, not everyone has siblings or has siblings that they're close to or whatever, but um, it's not like celebrity siblings are any different from like non-celebrity siblings. So I love seeing commonalities, I guess, where I'm like, oh, my sister and I do that. Like <laughs> we totally act like that. Or you can just feel the brotherly love that Louis has for his um, siblings and like it reminds me of the brotherly love that um, my brother has and I think it just sort of grounds everyone and puts everyone rather than sticking people up on pedestals I feel like it makes us all on a similar playing field Ooh, 11 11 it's literally 11 11 p.m. right now I have been recording for so many hours <laughs> I really wanted this to be a quick episode and then I lost all the footage you guys so sad um, okay, so this next part I'm going to talk about on Talk Direction Down Low, which I will not be recording tonight because it is super late. Um, but I saw this question by Carrie Fletcher on Twitter. She's a, a writer, uh, an actress, a YouTuber, a singer. Um, she's Tom Fletcher's younger sister. Um, and she tweeted the question, could you be friends with a celebrity? 
um, or like, could you be friends with someone who's like your favorite celebrity or would you like, don't think you could be friends because you'd be constantly putting them up on that pedestal. Um, and I thought this was so interesting, both like, she made it as a poll, but I was reading through the comments of this um, and I have my own thoughts on it as well. So it's just like, um, like, would you be able to become friends with a celebrity without seeing them on that pedestal? Like, would it become fr a friendship that is normal like other friendships that you have. So I'm gonna talk about that on Talk Direction down low and probably some other things, but I'm not sure what they will be at this moment. So go to patreon.com slash talk direction if you would like to hear me talk about that. And if you guys have any comments too, leave them over there as well. Um, so for recommendations this week, I wanted to recommend two different albums. Firstly, Tapestry by Carol King, which I have been listening to on repeat as I have written my essay at Starbucks literally just like would sit there and like dance to this album as I typed and like I felt like the beat of the album like helped me type a lot I don't know if you guys get that when you're typing but like I find such a rhythm with songs and I just like really feel into it um Carol King is like one of the best songwriters of all time she's always on those like top 10 top 50 songwriters of all time lists which I know because every time I would have like a little thing that I wanted to look up as I was listening to this album. If you listen to new albums, I don't know if you guys have this where you're like, oh, I need to look that up about this artist or who wrote this song? Who did she collaborate with? Like, what was that lyric that I heard? So I looked up like, you know, um, like best songwriters of all time and she was on that list. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, but I, if you listen to the, Tapestry was her first album and probably her most famous album. I mean, it has so many different songs on it that are extremely famous. Um, I Feel the Earth Move, You've Got a Friend, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, which is so beautiful and sad and just amazing. Natural Woman, who Aretha Franklin sung Natural Woman, but it was originally um, Carol King's song. And then So Far Away and Home Again, Home Again have made me feel really like homesick and wanting to go home every song is just so beautiful the lyrics are really really um like like gorgeous the imagery is beautiful um but also just like the music as well um and then this one's not on tapestry but i really like the album it was on one of her greatest hits albums i think like i don't know what i don't know i saw on apple music greatest hits like one um, all, it was called Child of Mine, and I think it's just such a beautiful song. I feel like I want to sing it to my children. Um, to me, I don't know what she wrote it about, but to me, I really see it about um, a parent uh, talking to their child or talking about their children and saying, like, you can be anything you want to be. I'll support you no matter what, um, and I'll, like, help you on your journey to become who you're supposed to be. Um, and that's how I interpret it. And I think it's a really, really beautiful song. And it sounds like soft, like a lullaby almost. Um, and then the other album I wanted to recommend was Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Louis recently was asked on Twitter what his favorite Amy Winehouse was besides like Back to Black and Rehab or Valerie, because that's the one he used to sing um, on One Direction's first tour where they would do like mashups of other artist songs when they didn't have enough of their own. Um, and which Valerie is actually like on a B-side album. It's like not on the actual album. It's on like, I don't know. She has a lot of, 
like albums and then b-sides which are like another like 16 songs and then um since she's passed away they've released more of her unreleased songs as well i think maybe mark bronson worked on the unreleased album with her family i'm trying to think um i was reading about it the other day um but yeah back to black was her second album and i really love the songs rehab and back to black which are she was very famous for um but also tears dry on their own uh, just the entire album is really good it has a lot of like 50s vibes but like modernized um and i was kind of too young to listen to her music while it was coming out um so it's kind of been nice to go back and get more of a history on it but louis always been a big fan of it so um i feel like i want to listen more i also listened through her other album once um, but not enough to really get to know the songs. But again, like I said, there's she's got a ton of songs out. So, but yeah, Back to Black is a good starting place because it's a very iconic album and it's got so many good songs. And she has such a unique tone to her voice. It almost reminds me of Louis' tone a bit, sort of like that nasally sound that like sounds really unique and brings a lot of emotion to the music. I think. Um, but yeah, that is, those are my recommendations. I actually had them ready to go this week. Um, let me know if you guys have feedback on the show. Um, I'd love to know what you think of this whole Gucci campaign that Harry is doing. Um, <laughs> like, uh, uh, the necklace, will he be wearing them on tour? Who knows? And if he's going to be doing something with King Princess, will they have a feature? Will he be featured on her EP? I would be very excited for that. Um, also Liam's look, of course, did you think it was too much or just right? <laughs> and anything about Louis' album, honestly, tweet me because I, because we don't have Louis' album, I need to be talking about Louis' album because I'm that excited for it. Um, so let me know. I definitely need to bring back question of the week. I mean, I've been doing it sort of in polls, so I'm going to come up with some more polls to give you guys, especially because, um, Harry's tour is starting, so... Uh, we have lots to look forward to and lots of polls to do. And it's starting on Sunday, so two more days. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Um, and remember to go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And that helps support the show. Um, and it also helps. Um, no, not also helps. <laughs> it also gives you guys a whole bunch of bonus episodes, like tons of videos. I've been doing a Sims series where I design Harry. Um, so far I've only started, I mean, I'm like two episodes in of designing Harry so he looks like him. Um, and that's been going well. And then I've also just been, as I said earlier, talking about, um, what I want to see from Harry's tour, Louis and Liam's album, Zane album, Zane's album, um, a whole bunch of stuff like that, um, over on the Patreon. So check that out. Mostly I've been doing like the stuff that I, because, you know, on the episodes, I haven't been doing news. Instead, I do a lot of, like, the news and sort of, you know, predictions of what to come over on the Patreon. So definitely check that out. Sort of like this episode would be an example of what I talk about on the Patreon. So if you like this episode, definitely go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. Um, thank you so much for uh, listening to episode 127 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is talkdirection. And you can follow me individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster. 
And you can also rate and review and subscribe on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time for episode 128. Bye. Just pretend you do